Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Turkey Hunt's one of my favorite things. And one of the key tools I use for turkey hunting is the Onyx Hunt Map. I use it incessantly when I'm hunting turkeys. Being able to find a new piece of public or gaining permission on private opens up opportunities for gobblers. Onyx Hunt has a special offer for you this spring. Use the code MEATEATER to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com hunt. You'll find more birds this season. I'm telling you, I rely on Onyx Hunt when I'm hunting turkeys. It is an invaluable turkey hunting tool. Montana Casting Company is a performance fly rod and reel company based right here in our capital, Helena, Montana. Each model of fly rod is a tribute to Montana's rugged beauty and adventurous spirit. Their rods capture the look, feel, and craftsmanship of a custom-built fly rod. Scott personally calls every customer buys one of his rods head to montanacastingco.com and use code meateater20 at checkout for a one-time 20 percent off discount this is the meat eater podcast coming at you shirtless severely bug bitten and in my case underwearless we hunt the meat eater podcast you can't predict anything. Presented by First Light, creating proven, versatile hunting apparel from merino base layers to technical outerwear for every hunt. First Light, go farther, stay longer. Real quick, uh, a couple things we want to announce here. So, our uh, I hate to call him our former co-host, but it used to be Yanni was on like on this show. Yanni was on every episode. This is back when Yanni produced. Uh, Yanni used to produce our TV show. We were always together. Like we always say, nuts on a dog. Uh, Yanni was on every episode. Yanni like missed one episode in years of recording, but he's gone on. He's got he's got his own stuff. Uh, he does his own show. Runs his own program. Um, he is launching a new podcast, which is called uh, which is our Gear Talk podcast, which is Yanni, a collaborative project between our very own Yanni Putellis and Jordan Bud. What we're going to do on our Gear Talk podcast, where they just talk about all things gear, arguments about gear, what's coming out, what they like, how they pack, just everything from the gear world, deep dives on certain gear items, history on gear and how it came to be the way it is. Uh, that's launching. We're going to put the first episode. It has its own home, right? But we're also going to throw the first episode on this podcast feed. So on the Meat Eater podcast feed, you'll find the first episode. It'll, it'll serve up to you in your feed, make it convenient for you to check out. That's going to happen on October 20. If you listen, when you listen, and if you like it, meaning when you like it, you can go on over and pick that show up and subscribe to it, and it'll be served to you on its own feed. But again, we're going to launch it here on this feed just to make everybody aware of Yanni's new show, his Gear Talk podcast.
Okay, everybody, this is a special report because we got the source. Crin's like, um, who, who those fellers that uh, who those fellers that broke the Watergate story? Woodward and Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein. Bernstein. Yeah, that's like Corinne. Um, because Corinne found Corinne found our, uh, our our a phenomenal connection to the mystery of Montana's toilet man. Uh, and so we we have a special report. I think uh, Phil should put in like a special report sound. All initial opinions are this is genuine. What you're about to see may disturb you. For those of you not aware, I'm gonna ba- I'm gonna back way up here. We recently, uh, a bunch of people sent us a story from Vice.com, but we've now we've officially out journalist, out journalisted. <laughs> that's a verb. We out journalisted Vice. Uh, at this point now, we're passing them up, but we had got turned on to a story by reporting in, on in Vice about a Montana man stuck in a vault. Uh, a vault toilet at a fishing access site. That's the connection to this show is because we like we spent a lot of time talking about the outdoors, hunting, fishing, obviously. And so since it was a fishing access site, it was fair game. If he had gotten stuck in, in a, I don't know, like at a Monsters Rock Festival or something like that, it had nothing, you know what I mean? It'd just be, I would never even read the article. But it's a, it's a fishing story deep down. You you with that, Hayden? Yeah. You catalog it under fishing stories? Catalog. Uh, <laughs> now, we... So, a man who had allegedly gone in to retrieve his phone got stuck in a pit toilet at a fishing access site and spent some hours down there. Uh, We were talking about how we would love to get that gentleman on the show to talk about his adventure. Um, He has not come forward. However, today we will hear from, we have here live in the studio, the uh, an American hero. <laughs> we have in the studio the man who just made the discovery and and performed the rescue. We've also got just a. There's one of those things like this thing about falling into a pit toilet, falling into an outhouse toilet, or climbing into one. At first, felt like such a weird anomaly, but we have received so much feedback from people. Um, about similar escapades that it's like, it's like we tapped into one of the, like the hidden world, <laughs> a hidden world of this right away. We heard from a woman, we got a picture. It's on, if you go on my Instagram, like at Steven Ornell, you'll see a picture of a young lady, uh, Crin knows her. Yeah. We should make it. This should be our third calendar. That's all I want. To yeah. <laughs> so we have a picture of a young lady, um, suspended through the, I guess the pedestal of a pit toilet trying to use her feet to fish out a phone that fell in. We just reco- we just reported on another story of from a firefighter out in New Jersey whose crew had to recover a man who was down in the vault of a pit toilet at a at a boat launch. Again, it turned out he was a fetishist. <laughs> Uh, we then got from, uh, we had a long letter from another person involved in law enforcement who talked about what a recurring issue it is with fetishists. And he spent some time with the forest service and had a lot of run-ins with them. And he said, uh, the national forests really are the land of many uses. 
even describes a harrowing story of later padding down a person that he had found in the vault toilet to find that he had had filled his pockets with the excrement found in said toilet. Some lift operators who had to rescue an owl out of a pit toilet, and they had to lower their colleague down into the, quote, cesspool of shit and piss, and he rescued the owl. It goes on and on. One person even wrote that they even changed the structure of their pit toilet things in order that there's not a beam with which people can more easily get themselves in there because they imagine they're going to get out easily, but they wind up getting so slicked up. They can't get purchase on the beam. So to prevent them from lowering themselves in, they removed this thing. Where was this beam? (laughs) He didn't get into a lot of details, but he mentioned like a structural, he mentioned making a structural adjustment that it wouldn't be like such a simple matter to get down in there. Hmm. So it's like a thing, man. You know, like you peel back the layers of the onion. And everybody listening, <laughs> most people listening have been into one of these structures. Oh, I've stared down many a hole. And I've, because I read the signs about like, don't put weird stuff down in here because it's hard to get it out. Yeah. You know who we should have had on I never like, look, it's like I don't like this. looking, but I'll look. We should have had uh, Miles on to give us a little bit of insight. Yeah. Because he's I, the guy that when yeah. you put weird stuff in, he's the guy that has to try to, he's to get it out. He's got to take care of it. Yeah, he manages a lot of the fishing access Fishing sites, access toilet sites. Site. in eastern Montana. He would have been a great source. Yeah, maybe he'll come on when we get the guy that actually was in there when he comes on. I don't know that he's coming forward. Uh, Joe, can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, my name's Joe Murray. live in Helena, and I'm the lucky guy that Found the guy in the vault toilet. Give everybody your professional background. Because this is, your professional background just makes you sound like a straight shooter. <laughs> I don't know if you are, but it's like, if I heard that, I'd be like, oh, that guy's got to be a straight shooter. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, retired two years ago uh, as the uh, deputy legislative auditor for the uh, state of Montana. Yeah. yeah. Guy like that, the guy like that doesn't mess around. No, no, no. <laughs> I I am a straight shooter. Tell it like it is. <laughs> and and you have your your wife is joining you today. Yeah, my 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 wife Kristen is uh, here with me. Who? But uh, you weren't there for the adventure. Yes. Yes, oh, you she was. Oh, yeah. that's right. I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. I was there. <laughs> oh, phenomenal. Okay, okay. And then you have your friend Bruce. How you doing? Who we can thank for. We'll hear the story about how we found you guys. Yep. And then Bruce's wife. Hi. Yep, Dorothy. Dorothy. Okay. All right. Uh, first off, before we get into the before we get into that faithful faithful day, how did it wind up that how did Corinne how did it go that we got to hold you guys? All Bruce. Yeah, go ahead. That Bruce. was uh, <laughs> that was me. I Joe and I've known each other forever. You guys and, are fishing uh, buddies. Yes, high school firefighting together, known each other for 40, 45 years. And uh, Joe's got a history recently of doing just terrible Photoshop stuff and sending it to me. And he had Photoshop. I oh. was convinced he had Photoshopped this picture <laughs> of him standing next to this ball toilet. I mean, it was just, it was so terrible. I didn't even respond to it. So since retirement, this is what he's been up to. This, this is his thing. <laughs> no yeah. longer a straight shooter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kind of blows the whole thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he's into making fake stuff. Uh, After straight, a whole career straight shooting. He's like, so, no, I'm going to make so fake after, stuff. After several years of 
making stuff up. Why would I believe this thing? And uh, he just so happened that a few weeks after the hey, event. what was the photo he sent you? Of him standing at the, at the toilet with the individual stuck up to his neck. And Joe's standing there with these, I was convinced it was like Mickey Mouse rubber gloves on that he had, he had mocked up. And, and I just looked at it and it's got like looking at one of those blurry pictures of Sasquatch. You just like, yeah. oh, that's And who that's, had snapped the photo? Did you snap? No, it was, it's the picture that was on Facebook. So there was another couple that he'll talk about that were there and she's the one who took the picture. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. So she, she just kind of casually walked over and clicked it real quick. So and that made it on the social media. Yeah. So we don't know if she posted it or she sent it to somebody and then they posted it. Understood. So we have no idea how that got on Facebook. <laughs> got it. And when Joe was, after I realized, after a night of sitting on our deck and having a couple of beers and Joe starts telling the story and I realized, my God, this thing is true. So you originally just dismissed it. Oh, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't give it two seconds worth of thought just, just because I knew Joe. And uh, anyway, as he's getting into this story and I'm realizing, my God, this is a true story, or at least some parts of it. The other couple that was sitting there with us, she bring, quietly brings up uh, the little bit of your podcast earlier on, and I'm starting to kind of like, my God, Joe, you got to you got to finish the rest of the story. I mean, this thing is out there, and nobody knows really quite what happened. But yeah, you got to tell this story. And Joe felt that the reporting that we did was a little off. <laughs> it was it was by a far little. the most accurate, but it was still a little bit off. Okay. And uh, Joe tells me, well, yeah, you know, I sent a message to you know. Steve on Instagram. I don't know why he hasn't gotten back to me. <laughs> and, and, yeah, uh, I, I yeah. never have. I just never. Yeah. And I, I, don't even, I don't even know how to go about getting in there and looking around. <laughs> this was on a Saturday of Labor Day weekend. So Sunday morning, Joe and uh, Kristen and their friends, Dan and Kathy, they all head back to Helena. And uh, the dust hadn't cleared my driveway. And I went flying inside and I just went right to, you know, like meateater.com. And I just started finding places to actually send an email, not just an Instagram post. And uh, sent something off. It's Labor Day weekend. Sunday morning, uh, you know, of course, nothing's happening on, on, on that day. Monday's a holiday. Nothing's happening. By the time Tuesday comes around, I've kind of forgotten the whole thing. And I go downtown and do something. I, I come home. And geez, my phone's lit up. I've got I've got a couple of phone calls that I've missed from a number that I does I don't recognize. Mm-hmm. It's Corinne's number. Followed up with a text message, and it's a good thing you uh, you texted because I wouldn't have paid it any attention. And I play the voicemail, and it's Corinne, and she's laughing so hard I can hardly get the <laughs> I can hardly get the message. And she's like, "Oh my God, Bruce, you've got to call me. You've got to call me now." And uh, she had the text message. To boot, and so I called her, and she just starts laughing, and she says, "Yes, we want to we want to meet the guy, Joe," and uh, she says, "Do a uh, do an introduction via text, you know, text Joe and Corinne at the same time." Yep. And so I did that, and I literally sent the text, and I could just do a countdown: three, two, one, cue the phone, and, and Joe <laughs> and Joe calls me. He's like. What the hell? <laughs> well, you, you know, what's funny about this is since you didn't respond and you just ignored me, yeah. um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I went that. on to Corinne's uh, Instagram uh, 
site or whatever you call it. And I sent her a message and I didn't, I mean, it literally wasn't 10 seconds after I sent this, I got that text from Bruce. Oh, but coincidence. And, and yeah, it was weird. And so I was like, uh, so that's when I called him and I said, I started respond via text and I saw there was another number on there who I obviously didn't know who it was. And I thought, no, I better not because it wasn't a very nice text. At the, you know. <laughs> but uh, so I called him and I said, what the hell? Come on. He goes, nope. And he told me the story and he said, you know, you need to call her. So I get, I, after I got phone, I said, okay, I'll give her a call. So I called and I started to leave a message and then I heard the phone beeping through and then made connection with Corinne and we chatted for a while. She goes, well, do you want to do a video call tomorrow? And, you know, I'd love to hear the story and this and that. And I said, yeah. So we set one up and did a video call the next, the next day to Excellent. Tell her story. And this is a good little insight into how Corinne conducts her business. She, yeah. She's good. Yeah, she's <laughs> really good. I like to hear this kind of stuff. Yeah, so she's I, really I, good. I don't know what the hell she's a yeah, she, But, uh, you know, I we had a great conversation, you know, and then she hears, you know, my professional background, Bruce's professional background, and it's like, oh, this makes it even better. And, and uh, I uh, said, well, I'll just walk you through the story. And so I did. And, uh, here we are, you know, doing a doing your podcast. So let's get into the day. You, what are you out doing? The day of, yeah. Coming back from, uh, we had rented a VR, or I rented a VRBO up just out of Sula uh, for our anniversary. Oh, that's romantic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you like to... that little trip? <laughs> Loved it. You did. That's yeah. cute. Yes. Well, what, my, what yeah. anniversary? Thirty thirty two years. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, Thanks. and. Uh, so we always tried to do something, and uh, we used to spend a lot of time in that area when we were dating, because uh, back then, I was actually in banking. I was started in Boise and then got transferred to Salmon, Idaho, and that's where I met my wife. That's where I'm from. Oh, okay. Her dad was the forest su supervisor over there. and, and you so know, you know the Combs family over there? There's a few of them, actually. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so I thought, you know, it'd be fun just to go over there because we used to go over there and spend time, you know, messing around that country when we were dating. So I thought I'll do that. So we booked this VRBO, great little place over on the East Fork of the of the Bitterroot, and we I don't know we were there three four days. And were you guys we, fishing? Yeah, we fished a little bit. Did did some uh, uh, really nice hike back into a, a place called Star Falls. Uh, beautiful country, um, and we were on our way back from a nice romantic anniversary weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm hearing you, <laughs> yeah. man. That sounds like a great trip. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so when we went there, we went through Missoula, said, we'll just do a big loop. So we stopped at a brewery and had some uh, lunch and stuff, and then off to Sula and said, well, when we go back, let's let's go back through the big hole. And uh, so, um, you know, we got coffee and water and we got out of wisdom, um, I don't know, 10 miles or so. And I told Chris, I said, God, I got to pee. And you're, and you're driving along the big hole river. Driving yep. along the big hole river. Okay. Um, and I said, I, I have to pee. And I asked her, do you have to go? Which is always a yes. But <laughs> this instant, it was a no. And she goes, can't you, can you just wait till the rest area over on the interstate? And I went, no, no. So, you know, a couple of, usually I'll just pull over on the side of a road, you know. And sure. Yeah. Go. And I, I, Started to, and I went, no, you know, Kristen, if I stop, she's, she's going to go. And, uh, so I thought, well, let's just pull into fish trap. 
This, yeah. this like is a the, kid. Yanni, this is the intimacy yeah. you get after yeah. 30 this years is, of marriage. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's you got to you gotta dial. You're like, you're planning ahead. What they don't, you don't, you know more than they know about when they're going to want to pee. That, well, yeah. I mean, well, and I, I did. And I know my wife well enough that I could stop literally every 10 miles and she could pee. So, okay, uh, move on from that. <laughs> We're moving on now. But uh, so I, I said, well, I'm just, let's just stop at Fish Trap uh, because my wife actually likes that when she was heading back to Salmon and stuff. She would always, she stopped there because it was kind of a easy stop and quick and go. So, uh, I, I pulled in there and when we pulled in, uh, which was really surprising, there was not another soul there. Usually there'll be a camper camp there. Uh, you know, maybe somebody wade fishing a boat launch. And I, you know, I think it was really hot. I mean, it was 90 degrees at least. And, and, oh, I, so I, and I think the big hole was on hoot owl restrictions at this point. So there wasn't anybody. Tell people what that means. Just, well, basically hoot owl restrictions are, um, you, you got to stop fishing on the river at two, two o'clock in the afternoon. So you can't fish from two to seven in the morning or six in the morning or something like that. Because so, of water, water, because of water temperatures. Yeah. yeah like it's want, like, it's too, too hard on fish. Yeah. Yeah. The water temperature gets over at, at 68 degrees or something or 70 degrees. And, and then it, if you catch them and let them go, mortality goes, mortality goes, goes up. up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I pulled in there and there was nobody there and, and, you know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, watch, I'll, I'll turn around the corner to the vault toilet and there'll be one car there. And I turned around and <laughs> there was one a pickup track. there and yeah. I was just like, oh, damn. Nice pickup? No, it looked like a work truck. Okay. Um, Any particular company written on it? <laughs> not that I noticed. Steve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, the plate number? <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't have the plate number <laughs> memorized, um, but uh, I thought, oh, crap. So I, I just parked and I thought, well, I'll just walk over. I was just actually just going to walk over to the bushes. Pee out yonder. And just pee yeah. out yonder, yeah. Uh, and I thought, no, my luck is there's a couple of trails. And I thought, as soon as I do that, whoever's in that truck is going to come walking out. Now I'm just excited. I thought, I'll just go use the the vault toilet. So no, but did you call the vault toilet prior? Oh, uh, I probably called it an outhouse. No, I, no, you me know. too. But <laughs> yeah. After this, after yeah. this whole thing, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah it's gonna I, end I, in my, now in my personal lexicon. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna like start really differentiating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm becoming. It, you know, it made me more professional in how I call. Oh, yeah. You sound a like bathroom. a guy that really knows what's going That's on. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I walked up to the door, grabbed the handle, and it's locked. And I'm like, Ugh. So <laughs> I thought, well, I'll just go back to the bush. <laughs> yeah. I started walking away, and I hear a guy go, hello? <laughs> and I go, you know, just kind of go, hello? You know, <laughs> you know I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I know you're in. The, the door's locked. And uh, so I... Started to keep walking. and I well, hear, Kristen, where are you right now? So I was in the truck then, just waiting for him to get out. Because yep. actually, I did have to go after that. <laughs> <laughs> see, but, see, yeah, yeah see, if that all ended. Yeah, yeah see, Yana, it's true. You do you learn their you know, I was key just rhythms my after turn. 32 years. So. I was waiting my turn. <laughs> so I hear the hello, and I say, hello. You know, and... Uh, <laughs> 
And so uh, all of a sudden he goes, I need help. Oh. And I said, you need help? What, what's going on? And he goes, I dropped my phone in the toilet and I went in after it and I'm stuck. And I went, you're stuck? And he goes, yeah, I'm stuck. I said, is your head down in the toilet? Because I, you know, I envisioned he crawled in sure, head first and trying, trying to fish it out. Trying yeah. to fish it out. And he goes, no, my head's ab above the toilet. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Well, I know you can, at least your head's above, you know, water. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of water? And, and so uh, I said, hang on a minute. I, I've got, I'm going to go to my truck and pull out a couple of screwdrivers, tools, just to uh, see if I can get this door open somehow. And he goes, okay. He's calm. He's calm. Pretty calm. And I said, how long have you been in there? And he goes, I've been in here for three hours and you're the first person to stop. And hmm. I went, three hours? And he, and he goes, yeah, three hours. And he goes, I've been trying to crawl out of this and I'm all scraped up and I'm, I'm just beat. I'm absolutely whipped. I can't get, I can't get myself out. I said, okay, all right. And I'm still in my mind trying to process how somebody would crawl down into, you know, the pedestal toilet. Yeah. You know, I just, you know. So I walked back to my truck and I opened my back door to lift up my seat up and get a couple of screwdrivers. Um, and I, Kristen looked at me and she goes, what's wrong? Because I had... <laughs> He had this look on his face like, holy shit, like something just happened. <laughs> and, and, and I said, I just looked at her and I went, uh, there's a guy, the door's locked and the guy's in there stuck in the toilet. He, he's in the toilet. And she goes, what the hell? What? Really? Are you I said, that's what he told me. He needs help. And I got to try to get him out. And she's like, oh God. So she gets out and. So I walked over and, and the reason I grabbed screwdrivers, you know, of course that particular vault toilet, you know, doesn't just have the button lock on okay. the handle. It's got a bolt. Got it. Yep. Dead bolt lock. And I thought, well, I don't think, I don't know if I can get that, get in there with, you know, through with that. So I told the guy, I said, Hey, I'm going to, there's a vent on the bottom of the door for at least most of the FWP uh, sites just for ventilation. Sure. So I told the guy, I said, hey, I'm going to take the, this vent door off and I'm going to see if I can get down, just kick the, the vent out on your side. And he goes, well, it's, it's screwed in over here. And I said, yeah, I realize that. But if I can just kick it hard enough, I might be able to, they're not screwed in very far. I might be able to break through. And he goes, okay. So I took the, the screws off the, the, the vent and except one didn't come out. So I had to bend it back and I sat down and I just started kicking the screen. I kicked it, I don't know, probably a dozen times. And I told him, I said, well, you're right. I can't, I, I can't get through this. I can't break it down. They're, they're screwed in better than I thought. And he goes, okay. And I said, well, just hang tough. I'm going to see if I can jimmy this lock somehow. So, um, so I took a flathead screwdriver and I stuck it into the, the deadbolt and just started reefing on it, you know, just, you know, thinking I, I'm never going to get this open. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, after about the sixth or eighth pull, 
I jimmed it enough and it's the door popped open. Hey man, it's a struggle to find time to manage one's finances. It's a struggle to find time to manage my finances. You go through like a busy week and the last thing you want to do is spend time budgeting, you know, your expenses and tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions you're paying for that you don't use. But now you use Rocket Money and does all of that for me. I'll tell you, this this happens all the time in our family because like something will come out that we want to watch and they lure you in with a one-month trial and you're like, oh, you know, I'll do the one-month trial, then I'll come back and cancel and then I can watch this whole thing. And then like you don't. You forget about it, and then and then a year goes by, and you've been paying these guys twelve bucks all year, and never watched a single thing. This finds that stuff and gets rid of it for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app. It goes in and finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It helps lower your bills so you can grow your savings instead. Rocket Money has over five million users, and has saved a total of five hundred million dollars in canceled subscriptions saving members up to $740 a year when using all the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash meat eater. That's rocketmoney.com slash meat eater. Again, rocketmoney.com slash meat eater. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eater. Pay attention here because this is a hell of a good service. It's called the Wellness Company. Picture this, okay? You wake up, you got a scratchy throat, you're all congested, you got a runny nose, you got a cough, whatever. And you weigh your options like you tough it out, get sick, take time off work try to get a doctor's appointment sometime in the next few months, wait two hours at urgent care and sit in a room full of six sick folks, or you open your medical emergency kit. You match your symptoms to the doctor recommended prescription and you start on the right meds right away. These medical emergency kits, not a first aid kit. All right. It comes with doctor prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. So, on hand, strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in there. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash meat eater, but you got to use the promo code meat eater. 
That's promo code Meat Eater, okay, at twc.health slash meat eater. Oh, yeah. When that <laughs> popped open. And oh, guys. It was, you know, again, I'm talking it's 90 degrees by this time. And, you know, it a wall of stench just. Oh, is it, that right? It, it just about knocked me over. Worse bad. than normal. It was oh, bad. Oh, absolutely worse than normal. <laughs> There's a reason they tell you to keep the lids closed. Yeah, There's a reason exactly. they tell you to keep the lids closed. But, exactly. Um, so once I kind of got through the, oh, man, that, that's that's awful. I, I looked, <laughs> expecting to see a guy stuck in the pedestal, but the pedestal toilet is laying on the floor, and he's in the hole, and all I can see is his head. Hmm. And... You know, he's kind of resting with his arms up on the on the floor. So he'd taken those toilets off, that toilet off, and I didn't know you could do it. And then as soon as I saw that, I went, "Oh, that's how they clean those out." <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I always oh wondered, yeah for sure I always wondered, you know, God, that's got to be a pain in the butt. You know, go get the septic truck or who whatever pumps them out and stick it down that and you know never you know it's not like i lay awake at night wondering how they clean vault toilets but uh, how how wide is the what's the aperture on that hole um oh three you know it's it's kind of it's just roundish maybe ovalish uh three feet you know so he must have had limited upper body strength because if you can get your elbows up through a hole. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. he was a, so, so, so when I got, <laughs> when I saw him, you know, I, when, I saw, when I saw his head, I didn't think much. I just kind of thought, ooh, this is weird. How old, how old is he? Oh, I suppose he's in his, you know, I'd say early forties. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Early forties. Younger than me. Well, I don't, yeah, are you older than young 40s? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, younger, probably younger than you. Huh. Certainly younger than me. Somehow I picture, like, somehow I like to picture him older than me. Yeah. Well, we could do that. Like, we'll do that. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 48. <laughs> so now, we'll go there. So, so I, I, so I, when I got through and I walked up to him, I just kind of went, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes... Well, I've been fucking better. <laughs> so, so anyway, I said, yeah, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. So I walked up to him and I, I looked and he pretty much fills up the whole hole. I mean, he's a big, he's a big man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I looked, I went, oh, he's naked. He doesn't mm-hmm. have any clothes on. I turned and I looked at the door and I went, yeah, he is naked. All his clothes are hanging on the hook in the door. And I, I said, so you took all your clothes off? And he goes, yeah, I didn't want to get them dirty. So I hung them up and crawled down in here and get it, get the phone. And, and, uh, and, uh, you know, and I was just going to crawl out and he goes, I just can't get myself out. I just don't have the, the strength and I keep getting, my body keeps getting stuck on the hole. Cause he's, he's, yeah. he, he's a, he, he's, he was a mountain of a man. <laughs> what, what, like what's, how, what's the volume of waste? down in the vault uh well <laughs> like, I, I i i'll get into that a little later i can't okay. say exactly i can I only base like it the on level, sound the, the level of commitment to get down in there 
From him? Yeah. Well, it would be a matter of simply of just taking the vault toilet off or the no, no, toilet no, I mean, off like and dropping you're, you're going in, you're going you're in You're looking knee down deep. there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I would say he's probably knee deep in there. Okay. I don't know if it had been just so recently cleaned yeah, that no. he felt like he could stand over in the corner and be on pavement. No, on no, no, no. You he's were, down You, you were not going to avoid anything that was down in that hole. Knee deep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. And- and so, um, so when I walked in, I, first thing I saw actually was his phone. He got his phone. He reached yeah. down in there and dug oh. around and got, and the phone was, you know, just laying there on the, on the, on the floor and lit up. It was still working. So he was successful. Well, why, why, why hadn't he called? There, it, no there service. is no cell service oh. there. It's absolutely that entire big hole valley is completely void of, of, uh, Cell service. Got it. That sounds like a good place. Did uh, yeah, did you two, buy uh, three hours? No one shows up. <laughs> but, can, but can't you call like nine one one without? Yeah, cell service. I have no you idea. Can. I don't know. D- uh, did you ever find out what he was doing or how the phone got in there? All he said was he, he was he he stopped there to do some fishing, hmm. and he said, "Well, I had some business to take care of," and before. And he went in there and he said he just dropped his phone into the toilet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, sounds like, you know, something everybody's done. I don't usually take my phone in anywhere that has no cell service in, in a vault toilet. Even if it does, I don't take my phone in there just because, you know, how many times have you taken a, you know, something in with you and it s- slipped out and went in there. It's like, oh, crap, that. Now, that's down there, but it's going to stay there. But I just think he walked in, and I don't know if he slipped or went to turn and the phone slipped, but it dropped down in there, and and, uh, and he was adamant he was going to get it, you know, and I can't tell you why. And the phone on the floor was soiled. Yeah, well, it was, yeah, I yeah. no doubt mm-hmm. it was soiled. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it was still working. It, but it was still working, you know, I'm, you know, you know, like. I dropped my phone in our hot tub at home a week or so ago and pulled it out, you know, within about 30 seconds and it still works. So still good. Yeah. yeah. You know, so liquid solids, if, you know, this, I think it was an iPhone. I think they, you know, they're pretty solid, pretty solid, <laughs> uh, yeah, products. This is an <laughs> but, iPhone plug. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so I told the guy, I said, well, and, and he was all scraped up. He had scrapes everywhere on his body from trying to get out because edges are pretty sharp on those, on those holes. I mean, they're just completely square. And I was just like, Ugh, yeah, oh man, the poor guy. And so I said, well, we're going to try the easiest thing first. And I said, I'm just going to come. I, I said, I'm going to go get some gloves. And uh, I said, you know, so he goes, okay. And so as I was walking, I turned around trying to make a joke that he didn't think was very funny, but I turned around and said, don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I'm not going to fucking go anywhere. <clears throat> okay. Well, that's not in a joking mood. <laughs> so I went and got my gloves and I came back in and I said, all right, I'm going to grab your hand and kind of under your elbow, arm, armpit area. And I said, you just, push with your other hand. Let's just see if I can pull you up. 
I, I said, it's going to be hard, but maybe, you know, it's our first, you know, the first thing we got to do. He goes, okay. So, you know, I said, I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And on go, just start working. I said, okay. So I grabbed his hands, his hand is, uh, you know, under his armpit. And I went one, two, three, go. And I went to lift. I, I didn't move him an eighth of an inch. I mean, it was just, <laughs> I, I just went, well, this is not going to work. <laughs> and, and he goes, yeah, plus I'm tired. I just can't, I can't push myself up. I went, okay. So, uh, you know, he did say, he goes, if I could get just a little elevation, something to stand on, it might help me, you know, help push myself out as you're lifting me. I said, okay. I said, well, I don't have anything in my, in my truck. Uh, you know, I did think, well, I could put, you know, Kristen down in the hole and he could stand up, <laughs> stand on her shoulders, but <laughs> that wouldn't give him much though. <laughs> I don't, I don't think she would have gone for that. So, so I went, you know, I, I just did not have anything in my, my truck. I had a couple of fly rods and, uh, you know, a little travel bag and, you know, that wasn't going to work. So I went to his pickup and I looked in the back and he had two pieces of wood, basically, you know, quarter sections of like firewood, Got you it. know, that were, um, chopped, uh, that he had back there. So, so I grabbed one of those and, uh, so I took that in and I said, let's try this. And he goes, well, it, it might be pretty wobbly. I don't know if it's going to work. I said, well, we really don't have a whole lot of options <laughs> right now. I mean, we got to give this a try. And he goes, yeah, you're right. And I, I said, so can you get that down there? Cause I'm looking at him, I'm looking at the hole and I'm going, there isn't a quarter inch or half inch of room be between his body and the Oh, so edge. it's a tight fit even when he duck away from the hole. Yeah, yeah. It he could I mean, you know, like I said, he was he was a he was a big man and, and I I just, just like I don't know how we can get this in there. Um, but you'll see, you know, I'll let him do what he needs to do and see if he can you know, squeeze it between his you know. So I said, okay, take this and let's give this a, try, give this a shot. And he goes, I said, yeah, can you get that in there? And he goes, oh yeah, I can get it. I can get it there. And I said, okay. So I gave him a block of wood and he dropped in the hole. And I just went, holy shit. I, I was like, oh my God, he's gone. He fell in, he sunk, he's, he disappeared, <laughs> you know? And I, I didn't know what, you know, I was just kind of freaked out about it and, and, I hear him down in the hole, just walking around. And all you can hear, you know, is sploosh, 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 sploosh. You know, the sound of, you can, oh, I mean, sure. you can almost yeah. hear stuff coming up between his toes. Like a seeking deer walking through the marsh. Yeah. 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 And so the, you know, the block of wood is, you know, maybe 12 inches tall, you mm. know, maybe, maybe 16 inches. And you can hear him down there you know, pushing it down and getting it as steady as he can down. His head pops back up. <laughs> and I said, did you get it in there? And he goes, yeah, it's kind of wobbly, but you know, it might work. And I went, okay. Okay. And now I'm looking at thinking, I don't know which hand he used <laughs> <laughs> to do that, but I had a long sleeve shirt and gloves. I thought, okay, well, we just got to get this poor guy out of here. And had, had it, had, had you, at this point, had you thought, I'm going to leave this to the professionals? Or were you just like 100% committed to making Not the rescue? Yet. At this point, I was 100% committed to getting them out. Uh, uh, you know, just to see if we could 
get him out because, you know, he'd been in there for three hours and it's like, you know, so. I'd call you a good Samaritan, but my understanding of a Samaritan is they were generally bad. (laughs) Really? Really? Yeah. So when people say someone's a good Samaritan, they're messing it up. It's like a good Samaritan was, these are like bad people, but here one did a good turn. That's my understanding. Oh. Yeah. Little known fact about being a good Samaritan. Yeah, so now, I don't, now that, I don't throw that around because you might be like, well, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, no, I actually was kind of thinking, well, that technically probably fits pretty well. So. <laughs> You're really good at being a bad person. Yeah, really good at being a bad person. That's right. So, so anyway. You're, you're so. just a nice guy. <laughs> Next time you go into the coffee shop, you can when and you can be like, "Hey, can you give me the nice guy deal?" Yeah, they'd be like, there "Really, go. bro?" There and you'd be like, "Listen, yeah. you yeah. pulled a dude out of a vault." You know where I've been? Well, and, but you know, and really, where I was thinking is, you know, when I go inside a vault toilet, hopefully somebody will do the same sure, thing oh, for hey, me. You'd want, you know? you'd want, yeah. you'd want to be the, the, the favor to be reciprocated. Yeah. So anyway, so we got he's got the block of wood down there, and he comes up and I go, is that giving you a little more elevation? He goes, yeah, a little bit, but it's pretty wobbly. He said, well, let's give it a try. And so he stood up on it and you, you could tell it lifted him up a little bit, but not a lot, but might be enough. And I said, just keep your knee bent. And when I say go, just push yourself. And it, even if it falls over, it might give you enough momentum to get up. He goes, okay. So said, one, two, three, go. I went lift, block of wood fell over and we got no further than we did the other way. I said, okay, let me go get that other block of wood. I said, let's, we can make at least a half a, a block. Half a round. Yeah. yeah. Or half a round. And so I, I went and got the other one, handed it to him. He went, went back in the <laughs> hole, um, squished around in there, but now it didn't bother me at all. So had, we, you, had you guys introduced yourselves yeah, to each other yet? We, like, were you on a first name basis well, at this point? Well, we did. He, I, I asked him what his name was and I was so freaked out. I didn't really pay attention to mm, what his name sure, was, yeah. but, uh, but we'll say his name was Steve. <laughs> well, I like it. Hey, Kristen, but, are you getting yeah. in there to help or yeah. are you just kind of hanging around? No, I was just kind of hanging out because there's nothing I could have done. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do have to say about Joe is that he always, he was so calm with him. He never like freaked out, never, and he would talk to him just trying to keep him calm, right? Because he'd been in there for three hours already. Mm-hmm. And so I was really impressed with that is because he just kept him calm going, you know, bud, we're we're going to do this. We're going to get you out, you know, just hang tight kind of a thing. So you, you picked and the right guy all those 32 years ago. I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Was so, the guy getting tense? Could you could you sense there was like a little bit of like anxiety? Yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah, 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 hundred oh. sure. percent. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and obviously the thing is just heating up. And when you take that pedestal off, and up? now it's just a hole. The it's hot. The gases are much worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a because a, it, it it starts to negate that. It starts to negate that uh, vent pipe. That vent pipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not get. It's not drawing a draft. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. And it's it was and it was bad. So so we put the other block of wood down and uh, basically got the same result. It just wasn't going to work. So this is where I, I I went. Okay. Well, in my truck, I've got rope. And I've got a toe strap. So I was kind of looking and I thought, well, you know, they've got the, the bar in there for, um, you know, the, you know, handicap. the handicap bar. And I thought, well, that's not going to work. And then I don't want to rip that off the wall. 
And I thought, well, I could pull my truck up and um, I, I thought ropes out, <laughs> that's just not going to work. But the toe strap, you know, is whatever, four inches wide. And I thought, well, I could hook it to my truck and have them wrap it around, maybe pull them out. Went, no, that's not going to work. That's going to tear in half. And I thought, well, I could drop it down and maybe he could use it to try to cl climb up. And I thought, no, he's not going to be able to do that either. And, and at this, at this point is when I thought, well, you know, I never actually thought about calling 911, but I did think about, I thought I might have to drive over to, there's a couple of ranch houses over there's the There's one area. right by it, yeah. Yeah, I thought maybe drive over there and they probably have a landline we can call and then we can get, you know, professional rescue sure. crew there. And so I was sitting here and I was trying to, how, what am I going to do here? And maybe I'll, maybe I'll just drive to the ranch house and I'm still talking to the guy, but I'm thinking about what I want to do. And I hear a, another vehicle drive up and, uh, and, uh, so I, I thought, oh, that's fantastic. I said, Hey, I just heard a vehicle drive up. I'm going to see if somebody's in there that might be able to give us a hand. He goes, okay. And <laughs> sort of being in a, in a, in a bit of a smart ass move, I started walking out. I turned around and I went, don't go anywhere. Just stay right there. <laughs> yeah. And he thought it was about as funny as uh, he did the first <laughs> that time. That joke didn't grow on him. <laughs> so, so I went out and Kristen had waved him down and stopped him. And, uh, and, uh, so I walked up and, 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 it was and when a, you, when you stopped him, what did you yeah. say? Well, I, I just kind of flagged him down because sometimes when you go at a place like that, it's like, oh, well, somebody's already there. We're just going to leave. Right. So yep. I didn't want him to leave. So I was just flagging him down. Then they pull up and, um, the husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend. So he was driving. She was on the passenger side, of course. So she rolled down the window about that time. Joe came out. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so you were, you were yeah. able to introduce the subject. Yeah. 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 So, yes. so, so I walked up and she rolled down the window and, uh, you know, the guy, they, they were actually coming there. They wanted to do a Fish. little bit of fishing and, and, uh, and, uh, so I walked up to the window and I kind of leaned up under the passenger window, kind of stuck my head in because, I, just so the guy in the vault toilet wouldn't hear the conversation. And I said, uh, I could use, I need, I need a hand. I need some help. And the guy goes, well, what's going on? And I said, and he had a, his hat on, had a, has a ponytail coming out the back. And, and, uh, I go, well, uh, there's a guy stuck in the vault toilet. I mean, like <laughs> stuck neck deep in the hole and I had to break in and the door was locked and I had to break in and I, and I found him. He's been in there for three hours and it's closer to four hours now. And the guy just took his hat off, kind of pulled his ponytail out, rubbed his head, put his hat back on, put his ponytail back <laughs> in his hat. He looked out the, <laughs> it was just, it just cracked me up. It was kind of surreal he just sort actually. Of looked out, you know, stared off out the windshield for about five seconds. He kind of had this look on his face. Then he just turned and looked at me and goes, well, there's something I didn't expect to hear today. <laughs> I said, well, that makes two of us. I didn't expect to find this either. And I said, I, I said, I just can't get the guy out. I can't get him out by myself. I said, between the two of us, we might be able to lift, lift him out. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, okay. I'd be happy to give you a hand. So he, he pulled up. And he got gloves part. on. He, yeah, I said, get, get gloves. And he goes, oh yeah, he got gloves. And so we go walking in and I said, Hey, I got a, I've got an extra body here. And we might 
give me a hand. He goes, oh, good, good. And the guy walks in. He goes, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, well, it's like I told the other guy, I've been fucking better. Yeah. He goes, well, we'll get you out of here. We'll get this all figured out. And so the guy goes, hey, hang on a minute. I just, I'm going to go out and check something. And <laughs> so the guy walks out. Kristen and, and his wife or his girlfriend were kind of standing over by the vehicle and he walks out with his hands on a on his hips on his hips and he just goes what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> he was just it was and she and I are standing there I'm like I know I I I know so so he just he just had to get that off his chest yeah <laughs> and yep. I, he just kind of looked at me and I was like yeah right I mean yeah. so we walked in and we said well let's just do the simple thing first let's give it the old heave ho heave yep. ho and uh, so we get down there and do the same thing I grab an arm hand he grabs the other arm hand and we go okay one two three and we this time, you know, where I didn't really budge him before we maybe lifted him, uh, you know, half an inch. It just, it just wasn't going to work. And so I, I told the guy, I said, you know, what we need is just something that he can stand on that we can put down there. I said, we put a couple blocks of wood down there that they just weren't steady enough. Maybe not tight. And he goes, I said, do you have anything in your truck? I said, I don't have anything. And he goes, well, he goes, maybe let me, let me go look. And, and so at some point in time, when this was going on, he told his wife, you've got to get a picture or his girlfriend, whatever it was. And that's where that picture came mm -hmm. from. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So she just kind of walked and up. They and they reported it to the, they sent it into the. Well, I don't know how it got on Facebook. I have no so she, idea. Okay. Well, and I'll, I'll get to that. Or where. where the first I time I saw that picture kind of here at the end of this, okay. end of this story, because I didn't know she took pictures. I didn't know any pictures existed. That's sly. So the guy, we walk over to his truck and, and he's kind of looking and he's pulling things up. Finally, he goes, pulls out a lawn chair. And it's one of those lawn chairs that, you know, you can fold up, slip into a, sure. like a bag. Yep. And uh, so he pulls that out and he goes, well, I'll dedicate this to the cause. <laughs> 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 and... You know, and I'm kind of bummed out because we introduced e ourselves to each other. Yeah, they were great people. Appar I think uh, apparently they're from Ennis. Yep. And, uh, you know, just they were really, really nice folks and good sense of humor. You know, we had pretty some good chuckles while we were doing this because it's just so unbelievable. <laughs> and and so we he grabbed the lawn chair and he also grabbed a towel um, because he, he thought, you know, if we get him out. We, you know, I'll put it on the edge of the hole because it's just a cement floor. We, you know, he's sweaty, sticky. You know, he, he had a really good idea. Get him on the towel and then we can kind of slide him, slide him out. Mm. And so, so he laid the towel down. It's like, turn, it's like a millwright job. Yeah. Yeah. So, there was some engineering involved in so, this thing. So the guy has the lawn chair and he's going, I don't know how he's going to get this down that hole. And I just kind of went. Oh, I'm sure he'll figure out a way. Just already seen this. And so he's going. He's because he's you know he's the he's filling the whole hole. I said, well, we'll he'll get it down there. So the guy goes, okay, we're 
we're going to use this lawn chair. It should be steadier. You, if you can get it opened up and mm. all four feet. And he goes, if you can get it down there. And guy goes, yeah, I, I can get it down here. So he hands the guy the lawn chair and he's having the same thought I am at this point, the guy that had gave him the lawn chair. Um, and, and how's he going to get in there? And so Gives him the lawn chair. The guy drops into the hole and the guy's going, holy crap. What? <laughs> he just went, fell in the hole. I, I just looked at him. I said, oh, it's okay. It's all good. I, uh, I've seen this before. Up. He'll pop back up. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God. And I, you can hear the guy down in there sloshing around and, you know, you hear the lawn chair open up and you can hear it hit the ground. He's kind of squeezing and that end down into the bottom to get it steady and and the guy pops up and we go, you got that lawn chair steady? And goes, yeah, it's pretty steady. And we said, okay, um, we're going to say one, two, three, and on go, push yourself up, you know? And, and I didn't know if the lawn chair would really hold with the, you know, hold them and stuff, but we said, and okay. And he's standing up on it. Uh, yeah. At this point he's standing and we looked and we went, this gives us, this gives us some, some height that lot better you know it lifted him up you know whatever probably 24 inches you know so we got more leverage so he's sitting where on his on his torso is the edge of the hole uh after with the lawn chair yeah uh it came so before he was only able to go armpit you yeah. know just rest in his armpit so so navel, navel region or so whatever. now he lifted up about bottom of the sternum okay so, I mean, he went from, from basically here to there. So his neck, neck up to, yeah, yeah. neck up to sternum. Yeah. And, and he had, uh, he had something he could push on to help lift himself up. So we told the guy, we said, okay, we need you to push up, but you need to do something for us because otherwise we're not going to get you out of this hole. And he goes, well, what's that? We said, as soon as we start lifting, you got to suck in your, your gut. You got to suck that gut in so we can get you up over the hole. Yeah. He said, but as soon as that, your gut starts coming out, you, you need to thrust <laughs> your ass. Otherwise it's going to get stuck on that hole. So it's suck and thrust. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and he's okay. Okay. No, that's and, good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. well, I right. mean, Always. Lifelong lesson. Always. You know? So, so anyway, so. One, two, three, go. We grab him, you know, and he forgot to suck it first. And so we put him back down and said, okay, remember to suck in your gut. All right. So we went, one, two, three, go. And we pulled him and we said, suck, suck in your gut, suck, suck it in. And we got him lifted up. And then we had, you know, his butt got stuck on the other side of the hole. And we said, thrust. <laughs> so we thrust. <laughs> so then he thrusted and up he came. And we got him on the towel and kind of slid him across. And we were just like, you know, so now we have this naked guy, naked guy laying on the towel and we just went, okay, you're out. We're going to go out, just take the towel, wrap it around you and walk to the river and go clean yourself off. Oh, that's off. a good idea. Uh -huh. And yeah. so we just went out and we just went, holy crap. I cannot believe that we just had to do this, but we got him out. The guy's good. You know, he was, he kind of laid there for a minute, um, just to catch his breath. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so we went over and we were standing by our vehicles and talking and, we're, you know, I was thanking him for the help and, and, um, 
You're thanking the ponytail guy. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I wish, yeah, we introduced ourselves. I, yeah. I wish I could remember their, their names. Like you'd go fishing with them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. He, he was a good dude. Yeah. She and, was really nice. Too. And I, and they, they said they're from Ennis and Chris and I talked is at some point in time, we're going to go to Ennis and we're going to go to the, the distillery or the brewery or something. And I'm going to tell this story. Because I'm sure it's floating around. Oh, Anna, you somewhere. know what? That's a great somebody's way to find him. Gonna and somebody's going to go. There's no way that guy yeah. hasn't gone and. Yeah. 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 It, and somebody, because yeah. uh, I, I bet you he's from Bozeman and just didn't want to admit yeah, it. Right, <laughs> right, right. So, uh, but over I, by, uh, over by Ennis. I, 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 yeah. I want to buy the guy a bottle of whiskey something, or yeah. some beers or something. I, I just. Well, well, yeah, but it's not your. Uh, but he helped. But he helped. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I just want to thank yeah, yeah. him for the for the help. I mean, I thanked him, but I want to you know thank yeah. him with a a toast or something. You know, because he didn't have to. He didn't have to stay, but he and it was his idea for the launch. Well, I think you guys should both be honored. Yeah. <laughs> you know those when you're driving along and you see those things that like historical marker up ahead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> historical marker. Yeah. yeah. In 2022. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, so we're standing there talking, and and the guy comes walking out. He's got the towel wrapped around him, and he's like, "Oh God, thanks, you guys. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that." We're like, "No problem. You know, geez, I'm glad we could help." And. And he comes walk and he tells the guy, he goes, I'm going to buy you a new lawn chair. And he goes, no, no, don't worry about it. I can get another one of those pretty, pretty easily. Don't, don't worry about that. And so we just said, you just keep walking, just keep walking to the, to the river, go take a bath. And he goes, yep, yep. And, and so he's got his uh, clothes kind of, I think, dangling off his arm or something. He's holding the towel and he went walking by and, and, uh, the towel, let's just say the towel didn't quite go around him. It didn't him. quite go around. <laughs> Got it. You know, he went, he was fine in the front, but we just watched. <laughs> His you know, little the back. Yeah. The back half just walked towards the river. And <laughs> so we were just sitting there and we were kind of talking a little bit. And I said, well, we're, we were actually going to stop in the, the, uh, distillery in Butte and have a Caesar on the way home. <laughs> and, and, and so we were running a little late, but I went to my truck and I have hand sanitizer in there and I took some and I cleaned myself up and I asked the guy, do you want some of this? And he's like, oh, uh, hell yes. <laughs> so I, you know, she said, oh no, give me more. So I just emptied my bottle that, you know, it was just a little bottle, gave him all. And we were just like, you know, and so I said, well, he, he goes, well, we were here to fish. And I said, I'm, just guess we're going to pull our rods out and we're going to, cause it wasn't two o'clock yet. It was, you know, I don't know. It was like 11 you okay. know, noon. And so he goes, I'm, we're going to go fish for a little bit. I said, yeah, we're going to, we're going to head off to, um, Butte. You already knew what you were going to order. Uh, yeah. We already yeah. knew what They're we were going to order. Yeah. Yeah. We actually talked about it when we left the VRBO and, <laughs> yeah. you know, Sula. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, the, cause head frame distillery is a, Fantastic distillery. And they got a good Caesar salad. Oh, yeah. Oh, and and yeah. if you, you get mean a one, bloody get... Caesar or a Caesar salad? Uh, uh, a drink. A, oh, a drink. The drink. Yeah. The drink. Well, I thought and you were a... fixing to go get a Caesar no, salad. And get no. a, and, oh. and, you, and, it's a, and it's actually a yeah. gin uh, yeah. Caesar, which is the way they make is fantastic. So a little hey, That must be a Montana thing because I was recently in White Sulphur and someone's yeah. like, oh, we should go get a Caesar yes. over here. They have yes. good ones. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. 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 Oh, they're good. Clam, they have the Bloody Mary with clam juice. They're way better than Bloody Mary. So it's a gin Bloody Mary with clam juice. Yeah. Or Clamato. Clamato, yeah. Clamato. Yeah. Clamato. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know, man. But, but it's yummy. Pretty damn good, actually. And it's just not, We should know, go get one. Tomato <laughs> juice is just thick and gross. Uh, yeah. I disagree. Clamato 
juice is, it's, yeah. You're but, like, I've had enough of the thick, gross stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right, exactly. <laughs> so, but anyway, so, so we said our goodbyes and it's dumb us, you know, didn't exchange phone numbers with these folks that, uh, you know, we were just, I was still, you know, we were just kind of. I just wanted to get out of there. But you didn't know you were a part of a national news story. No, no. no. I, I figured this was the end of it. No. So, so we went and I told uh, Chris, I said, I got to stop at the bar at Wise River. I could literally drink a six pack, but I just need to stop in there and wash my hands in the bathroom and I'll get a Diet Pepsi or something until we get to Butte. So we walked in and then, you know, I went, I said, hey, no one's in there except the, there's an older lady and the younger guy behind the bar. I said, I just got to use your bathroom and I'll take a, just get, how about a Diet Pepsi? I hadn't had one of those for 10 years. He goes, okay. So I went in there and I washed about four times. And well, they obviously, Kristen had said something. Oh, my husband's got a story. And I said, hey, we ought to hear this. <laughs> so I went through the story. And, you know, this is what's funny is the man, woman, Venus, Mars thing. You know, she's yes. she's going. You saved oh, you his saved life. life. You saved his life. You're a hero. Like... God, thank God for people like you. And, you know, you, that guy could have died. And I'm so, the young guy behind the bar was going, Oh, how stupid was this guy? <laughs> it's like, no, you know, the guy made a bad mis- yeah, you know, yeah, error of so- judgment and blah, 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 blah. So anyway, we went off and had our, our Caesar. I told the, the guy that helped me, I said, hey, one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to call FWP on Monday. This was a Saturday. This, this story makes me want to get retired so bad. <laughs> so fun, you guys. So I, it's just like this whole groovy guy's got going on. It's phenomenal, man. <laughs> so I said, I, I, know, I know who I have to call over there. I said, I'm not going to call the regional office because uh, yeah, they have a new division over there. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's the outdoor recreation and something. But I knew they, uh, that they oversee the access sites now. And, and, uh, and it turns out the division administrator, somebody used to walk, work down the hall from me uh, in the Capitol building. And so I called her and left a message and just uh, said, hey, I got something I need to talk to you about up at the uh, fish trap uh, fishing access site. Um, if you can give me a call back, you know, appreciate it. And, you know, I don't know, half hour later or so, she calls me and she goes, hey, Joe, how's it going? How's the retirement? And I said, it's great. Love it. You know, doing a lot of fishing and skiing and, you know, traveling and hunting and all that stuff, good stuff. I said, Hey, congratulations on the new job. You like it? Yeah. She goes, Oh, I love it. It's my dream job and yada, yada, yada. So we got done with the small talk. She goes, what's going on at fish trap? And I went, well, uh, so I told her the story and she's, you know, going kind of laughing and going, Oh my God, I did not know I was going to start my Monday like this. And, uh, and so I told her, I said, Oh, look, I, I just want you to know, I told her about the vent. And I had to pry the lock open. I said, I just want you to realize, know that it wasn't vandalism, mm-hmm. that it was, you know, this is what happened. A rescue. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, she goes, well, I appreciate that. I, I said, oh, by the way, I, because I just told her we got him on. I said, by the way, um, I do need you to apologize for your the maintenance staff for me when they go there. And like goes, who doesn't want stuff down the vault? Yeah. yeah. Now he's got a chair and down she, the vault. I said, she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, because they're going to find two blocks of wood and a lawn chair inside the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, what? And I said, well, we had to use these as part of the extraction. And, and she goes, okay, okay. So I said, just let them know. And she goes, okay, well, maybe a, a game warden might want to call you just to file a report. I said, it's fine. And one never did. But I said, I also wanted to make sure you had it on record as what happened. Because, you know, I said, certainly in my career, you know, you see various 
frivolous lawsuits. Somebody tries to sue the state for something. Got I said, you. I just wanted to know if that happened, you know where you need to come. She goes, okay, great. Well, I got a text the next day from her and she goes, does this look familiar? And it was that picture. And I went. In vice. No, 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 actually. It, oh, this <clears throat> is before the anything happened. This yeah. is two days after the whole extraction. And I looked at it, I went, where did you get that? And she said, well, the maintenance guy's wife. So I can only imagine she let, called the maintenance people and they were like, well, oh my God, what? And he probably told his wife, well, somehow she found it on Facebook and found this picture and, you know, and sent it. The picture that was snapped. Yeah. Yeah. The picture that you see on Vice. Okay. And mm -hmm. I looked at it, I said, where did you get that? And she said, well, the maintenance guy's wife found it on Facebook. And I was like, and I asked, said, do you have any idea who posted that? And, um, she didn't, but, uh, that was the first time I saw the picture and quite us. I showed Kristen, we had a chuckle. I sent it to yeah. my, my boys, Enough. you know, said, Oh yeah, yeah, here's, here's a picture. And that's where I thought it was pretty much going to end. And then, um, I, Kristen, I'm not on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, but she started seeing all these Facebook posts and, uh, then people she knows started reposting it and, you know, resharing it. And, and, <clears throat> and pretty like, soon you're like, Sully, that guy that landed that plane. Yeah, in the yes, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, and yeah, I'm just like, and then Sully. I start reading things. I'm like, oh, geez, that's, you know, it's just things are sort of getting out of, you know, because the people are making assumptions of this and that. So uh, I just sort of went, well, it is what it is. And we'll just not worry about it. And then somebody sent me the, I think it was the Cowboy Daily or whatever it was, Cowboy State Daily. And then Corinne sent me the Vice article and I was like, oh yeah, well, or no, I told her, I said, it's, yeah, it's on something called Vice. It's, you know, I assume it's some little sort of online rag. Yeah, she goes, well, no, actually, <laughs> there are. There are <laughs> it's a big online rag. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a big yeah. online news organization. Yeah. She, and then what clarified it for me was she goes, well, like on, HBO Max or, you know, some of the streaming uh, smart TVs, you'll see an app called Vice. And I'm like, yeah, I've never paid any attention to it. I just, well, that's, that's it. I went, oh, oh, okay. So then I went in and read the article. I'm like, well, they did some, they did some work. They did, mm -hmm. did some analysis. They actually tracked down, finally got to FWP and, you know, that's where they found out, well, somebody, you know. Used but they the hadn't project. found you. They, well, they did because I called them. They just didn't share my name. <laughs> which I, which, you know, I guess I appreciate, but, but long story short, I just, you know, we were coming back from a long road trip and Chris was like, oh my God, somebody's a son of somebody of a friend of hers reposted it. And so she had to text him and say, you know, that's Joe in the picture. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> and she's yeah, long story, blah, 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 blah. And I was just sort of trying to let this go. And, and then it was about maybe a, week or two later that my son sent me a text and a link to the podcast said, Hey, <laughs> Stephen Rella just talked about the, the shithouse extraction on his <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and now here we are. And then because of my buddy, Bruce getting a hold of Corinne and uh, yeah, you know, yeah. and now you know the whole story. And I don't know. I mean, I just kind of blabbed about the story, but if you have questions or, and you ask some, but I just was trying to let this thing just sort of fade away into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, yeah, but it's, it's just, it's such an interesting, um, scenario and there's some, and, uh, and I appreciate your, 
efforts on his behalf. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he probably appreciates it more. And yeah. you, um, I, and I also appreciate that you're, you don't, you're not going out of your way to, uh, to reveal his identity. And I respect his desire for anonymity. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you guys in touch? No, 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 no. Two nope. ships in a night. It just two ships just, in a it, night. It was a one night stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went uh, we went camping uh, the, just this last week, and Joe and Christian, Dorothy and I, and another couple. We were over in Lincoln. And, yeah, you guys um, get around. Yeah. Yeah. No, we just went <laughs> we over to camping. It's kind of really <laughs> big circles. <laughs> and there's a vault toilet there Montana's at this little huge. campground. And so I I go walking over to the vault toilet, and I thought, Hey, Joe, come here and show me how this. How this thing works. I mean, because I didn't know you could take the pedestal off yeah. the thing. And so he goes, He goes. well, this is a Forest Service one. He says, I'm not sure it's the same thing. He says, but uh, he walks in, Joe walks in and just kind of bear hugs the pedestal and pops no. right off. Oh, so you don't even need uh, tools. <laughs> no, no, no. It just, it comes just, right it off. just slides off. Yeah, they just slide And off. I looked at that and I and thought. And you said, uh, Dorothy, go get my camp chair. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I looked at that and I, and so Joe. I need two, two pieces of firewood and a camp chair. <laughs> yeah. 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 Joe looks, Joe, Joe's standing there. I'm standing there. Lowell's standing there. And we both look kind of down this cement oval hole, which like Joe said, is about two feet by three feet or give or take. And. And we both just kind of glanced in there. It's like peering into a volcano. Yeah. And we both just kind of stood back and went, oh, God. And then, then the whole campfire conversation at night was, what would it take for you to go down into a vault toilet? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my <laughs> question to everybody. Yeah. Would and you I'm, do it for your phone? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so a smartphone is a high end, $1,000. Mm-hmm. If somebody said, I'll give you $1,000 to crawl down in there, I'd be like, nope. nope but I, I think that there's there's issues of... Um, it's really inconvenient to lose your phone. I dropped mine this winter, not down a vault toilet, but I dropped mine down an ice fishing hole. Oh. And, you know, it's like, it, you're not, the thing that occurs to you isn't, well, there goes a thousand bucks. Yeah. What occurs to you is like, oh. All oh, my the, the contacts inconvenient. are on there. Yeah, <laughs> like all the things that it's lost, yeah. the inconvenience, they can't transfer uh-huh. it now. And I, yeah. I can't call my wife now. <laughs> yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not it's not money. It's just like, oh, really? Uh-huh. So I feel that I would honestly. But there's plenty of people that a thousand dollars. I would go down there and grab away. it. And then I've had, I raised three kids. You get to where your relationship to excrement, mm-hmm. having babies, well, that's just true. changes that's, a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like a familiar it, it, excrement, at right? least it's family excrement. Yeah, it's family <laughs> excrement. It's it's not you know general general public <laughs> excrement. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's very different. I don't mean to I don't mean to draw like a total parallel between what's in that hole and and raising kids. Just saying, you know, just that that everything kind of changes over time. And if I had dropped rather than going down an ice fishing hole, um, if I had dropped it in the vault toilet, I don't know that I would get in there and. When pressed, I'm pretty crafty about stuff like that. I feel like I would have fashioned up. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have gotten some paracord and a couple willow limbs and fashioned up a tong. Or make like a little fishnet thing. Yep. Big salad tong, fishnet. I don't know. But I wouldn't have been like, ah, there goes my phone. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know I mean? I would have been in there figuring it out. I'd have had Yanni, I'd have hanged Yanni down. <laughs> I'd have grabbed Yanni by his ankles and lowered yeah. him down in there. Uh, I think you're the lighter weight one, bud. I think I, think I would have been hanging you in that hole. I was like, yeah, I can't hold you any longer, Yanni. <laughs> <laughs> you're slipping. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, uh, 
I did, you know, I, I could do that with her, you know, because she's tiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she sure. just dropped me down just, in there. You guys could have a little service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We, <laughs> yeah, phone, a phone extraction Contract service. ourselves out to, you know, different government agencies. <laughs> to drive around. Yeah. 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 drive around and yeah. stop for specialty cocktails <laughs> <laughs> in that, the various towns you pass retirement money. We could use that for retirement money. <laughs> yeah. start, start saving up money for the 33rd anniversary. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, on behalf of uh, Americans, on behalf of Montanans, thanks for fishing that guy out of the toilet. Oh, <laughs> you, you, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, yeah. And I hope the guy never does that again. I'm pretty sure he won't. But uh, if he does, I can't guarantee I'll be there. Yep. <laughs> but to oh, step up with no derision, no condescension. And step up and help man out of a toilet. That's, that's, that's right. American elbow grease. That's man. right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Thanks for coming to tell the story. That yeah. was good. Yeah. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. You got any final thoughts on that one, Yanni? No, I bet he's got one of those fancy lanyards now on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> hanging around his neck. <laughs> or like those old chain drive wallets. Just get one yeah. to hold your phone on there. Yeah. 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 Or the belt. belt well, again, I appreciate, I appreciate you guys coming in. Hope yeah, you enjoy you your retirement. How, how, Bruce, how long, uh, you and Dorothy, you guys been married how long? Uh, we've been married uh, 25 years. 25 years. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yep. Yep. And I've been You guys still get along. We do. We do, as long <laughs> as I listen to everything she tells me. That's good. Yeah. You know what? I got one last favor. Hit us with your best piece of marriage advice. Best? E- each couple. I would say for Dorothy and I, what works the best is uh, we allow each other to do the things that interest each other. So, so we allow each other to be individuals. You mean you participate in it or you let the, give them we, room to we, go do what they want to do? Exactly. Both, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. Dorothy hit it with yeah, us. He, do, he does a lot of fishing and a lot of hunting. That doesn't include me. And I have some of the things I like to do that I don't include him. But we also do a lot of things together as well. So what's your what's your number one marriage advice? Allowing each other space. Oh, so you guys have you guys kind of have the same philosophy. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Joe. Well, he took my thunder. No, uh, you're gonna say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. So this uh, is like a really important component of a long marriage. Well, yeah, I think it's uh-huh. important to have time away. Um, For sure. You know, and go do the things you're interested in, and and uh, you know, I I can. I do what we call guy trips, you know, hunting, fishing, you know, whatever. And she does girl trips, you know, takes off and goes somewhere and, and might be a weekend, might be a week or whatever, however long. But I, you know, it's the old absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, or yonder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or yonder. So I, it, it, you know, I, as soon as you said that, I went, yeah, it's this. And, uh, I just think it's really, really important, uh, you know, to do that. Um, Kristen hits with your marriage voice. Yeah, I would say, yeah. So my girls trips that I do are very important to me. And so are his guy trips. And then we do stuff together, just the two of us. And then we have a group, you know, of couples that we do things with that is also really fun. And then our kids. So I, I was brought up like that. My parents worked their mar- They were married 60 some years so they kind of did the same thing. So I had that to go off of. Yep. So hopefully we have twin boys. So hopefully they, you know, I think they see how we interact and everything. And I think it just flows down, right? Yep. It just, everything flows down to your kids and how they watch and 
everything like that. So, so enjoy your time together. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Go find time to do your own thing, pursue your own interests. Which I'm sure you guys all do, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. Now yeah. And then. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking you When do. the mood strikes me. I'm kind of thinking that, yeah. Yes. All right, yeah. well, th- thanks so much for coming on. I think this yeah. is the final definitive word, unless the individual emerges, but at this point, we got the full story. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. So, well, thanks for thanks for having us. And, thanks uh, for having us. Yeah, you know, glad to be, a, glad to finally share the, the story, at least. Get it my, off your chest. Get it <laughs> off my chest. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right Put it behind you. Yeah. 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 Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks, guys. Hey, I'm excited to share our newest sponsor here on the Meat Eater Podcast, which is Poncho Outdoors. The reason I'm excited is I buy their shirts anyways. Dude, they make some good shirts. And they even have an option where if you're like a skinny dude, you can click like the skinny dude thing. It's great. Based in Austin, Texas, Poncho is committed to crafting the world's best outdoor shirts for men. Poncho is only sold on their own website. So head over to ponchooutdoors.com. Use code MEATEATER for a free hat or t-shirt with any purchase of a shirt. Poncho offers free shipping and returns, so you can try them out risk-free. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase.